Hey everyone, I'm Fredo. And I'm Benji. And this is Apes on Tape Podcast. Welcome. Hello, Benji, my good friend. How are you? Hello, my good man. It's nice to be here in your presence again. It's been a, it's been a long time. I don't actually how, know how long, but it feels like a long time. Yeah. I'm used to seeing you uh, on a screen, so it's nice to... To see you in the flesh, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to my home. Yeah, thanks so much. It's nice to be back here. It's uh, I'm a little bit nervous because uh, you know we're doing video, podcast. a little bit of video. We've exactly. only done that a few times, and uh, the theatre of it gets me a little bit like performative. So it'll be a while before we can I can relax into yeah. it. But it's uh, it's nice well, to be here. If it puts your mind at rest, there'll be probably a, a lot of people that will just be listening to it. So they, you know, okay, they won't cool. be watching it. Mm, okay. Anyway, welcome. I'm still um, going to avoid uh, <laughs> picking my nose like I did last time. <laughs> uh, welcome. And this theme of this podcast, because it's January yeah. 2024, I wanted to reflect back on 2023 and ask you questions like, you know, what was your year in review like? You know, what were the highlights? What were the lowlights? Mm. And uh, let's have a little recap. So if you be so kind i'd love to for you to give me like a little brief summary of your of your year in review a brief summary okay that is uh okay let's let's hone it in um i guess it was it was the end of 2022 that i uh, that i made the move out to to portugal to live with uh my friends grace and christian and their their newborn layla and for me that was a really it was a really special move it was a real um I felt like a a tear through the fabric of space and time into a into a different uh and calmer existence and um yeah I've been I've been very happy there um from from early on I just really felt that I'd really made a strong decision to be somewhere that I really wanted to be for myself and have a life that you know reflects what I want and um and yeah it's been been wonderful it was beautiful and and early on in that year in, in 2023 i i started a new relationship with a with an old friend uh and uh and it's going incredibly well you know we make each other very happy and um i feel so so lucky um and 2023 hasn't been without its challenges for sure for both of us but it's been very nice to be on a team uh, which is something relatively novel to me. I don't think I've uh, I've perhaps been in a relationship quite as uh, as healthy and as much of a teamship mm. as this is. So while there have been challenges through this year, I have felt very supported through those challenges, and and I've supported her through challenges as well. So it's it's been it's been fantastic. Um, there's been tough times, but it's been great to feel that by having a by having a team partner, stresses seem to be halved, and joy seems to be doubled. Mm. And um, it's actually been twice twice as nice, even more so because you you've been in a similar situation, mm. and we sort of feel like we've been 
going along at the same time at the say you know to the point that we've had we've shared conversation and you're like no way that's that's literally just what's happening with us yeah oh, we just had our you know our first disagreement or our, our yeah. first experience like that it's been wonderful to like have have you going through almost exactly the same thing at the same time and i think it's been helpful for for probably all four of us mm. um well that certainly resonates with me a lot uh, as you as you've mentioned we've been in uh, parallel relationships, mm. uh, new what new love going through new love at the same time, mm. and it's been again double good, yeah. double double good. Like I, <laughs> what you just said before, like the the troubles seemed halved and the joy seems doubled. Yeah, is really good. But then it's an extra multiplier to have you know my best yeah, friend yeah. be like, oh, you know, I'm doing the same. I'm like, oh, isn't it buff? Like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I actually parroted that phrase from from Roz herself. That's what she. She said to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's such a beautiful sentiment. I'm gonna, uh, I'm, if I have the chance to repeat that, I'm definitely gonna, gonna pass it off." Nice, but yeah. Uh, I, I, sorry, I didn't really answer your question in, in recap. So obviously, I, it was a, it was a move out to Portugal in the beginning, and and then a new relationship that started and has, and has blossomed, and and then. Can you tell me how your relationship started? As I know, but I want you to share the story on the podcast because it was so beautiful. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, actually, uh, uh, as it would happen, that uh, um, Roz's Roz's family, particularly her mum, was 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 quite keen on us uh, being a, in a relationship long before me and Roz ever considered it. Uh, and likewise, my mum uh, would often ask me, like, "What's you know, what's wrong with Roz? Nothing's wrong with her mum. We're just you know, we're just you know, we're." Uh, you know, we're not together with 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 other people or whatever, or we're, we're single, whatever. Uh, and yeah, so we we had uh, it was New Year's, New Year's Eve. Uh, Ros was planning to come out to Portugal to visit myself, Christian, and Grace uh, and Layla, of course. And um, I was home for Christmas, and I said, "Oh, you know, well, let's fly out together on the uh, on on the first. Um, and I. I had booked my flights months prior. I think you know, in early autumn, I sort of booked a, booked a return trip to the UK, and I said, "Oh, this, these are my flight deals details. Get on the same flight." Uh, so she did. So she booked a booked a flight, and then closer to the time, I was like, "Well, we're flying out together on New Year's Day. Why don't we spend New Year's Eve together?" I'm me and some friends are having a party in uh, in Wadhurst. Uh, come on down. It's going to be quite nice. It's not going to be you know, a rave or anything wild. It's just going to be a nice dinner and some champagne and, you know, a few games or whatever. So Ros was like, yeah, sure, I'll come along to that. And, um, yeah, we had a really wonderful time there. In fact, everyone at the party was like, oh, oi, Benji, who's the new... Uh? And I'm like, no, 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 we're just mates. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sure. But, you know, particularly one of my friends, Nick, who'd had, like, a few glasses of red, and he was like, yeah, but, you know. I'm like, no, Nick, really, you've got the wrong end of the stick. Me and Ros are just mates. We've just been mates for for a long time. Um, and then we had a... Um, we, we played Articulate, and me and Ros just game. made a great team. We absolutely yeah. smashed it. We were just just picking up... What exactly what the other was putting down? It felt very fun, but still, I was you know firmly in a in a place of platonomy as was she, and then the following day, uh, New Year's Day, uh, we drove to the airport and um, we had previously planned uh, we'll take some of my mum's mince pies, which are 
particularly good made mm. with puff pastry mm. um, we were like we'll bribe the guy or girl on the plane with one of these mince pies and see if we can swap seats and then we'll be able to sit together um, and we're just chatting and chilling and it, you know we get on very well as it as it is we often have like pretty pretty deep and meaningful chats we've got a lot to talk about which is nice and then we were just about to get to the get to the gate and we're like what what seat are you actually in and um i was like i'm on 20e oh no or we shared it like uh, i'm like e e two two Zero, one, and we were like, no way, we, we were sat next to each other, and it felt, um, you know, quite, mm. quite fatey, mm. uh, it was a nice feeling, and uh, yeah, so we just sat together, and that plane journey ended up being like a really beautiful one, in which we had a, a lovely conversation, and Roz was sort of asking me about my love life, and, and I hers, and she, one of the things she asked me was like, what what is it you look for in a relationship? And I was mm. just, I had a good think about it. It was a great question. It was like, what are the three things you need? And after pondering it for a while, I was like, oh, well, I think, obviously I need to be attracted to them. Like, you know, they need to they need to be, yeah, I need to be attracted to them. And I think I just need to, I need to be able to laugh with them. Mm. Like, I just need to be able to laugh with them. And having spent the last, you know, 24 hours or more with Roz and just laughing mm. continuously, we did that a lot. It was very much, uh, she was like, you know, I was like, I need a sense, they need a sense of humour. We need to have compatible sense of humours. And in that moment, I was like, oh, sugar puffs. She's <laughs> sitting right there, actually. I was like, and we sort of went through it all in my mind. And funny enough, reflecting the question back to Roz, she, you know, she felt the same. Um, and then we had a beautiful 10 days in Portugal together, strictly platonic. I don't think either of us were necessarily even hosting the idea terribly seriously mm. you know we weren't certainly interested in making a move or anything mm. like that it was just we just happened to have a really nice time you know, fishing and cooking and you know very wholesome surfing and um yeah and then it took um it took me some time i actually you know wasn't terribly interested in pursuing it i was like oh it's a little bit complicated for like historic reasons we've had you know, quite close previous relationships and friends. I was like, it could be, you know, it's just not, this is your mate Roz, just put it yeah. down. Yeah. But then after after about six weeks of trying to put it down and failing, I was like, "You, this is ridiculous. You're not going to get over this woman. Um, you know, you need to see if it's something you can pursue. And yeah, I, I, um, I was brave brave enough and was like, oh, Roz, I think there's, is there a new vibe? between us and she yeah. and then she was like oh my god that yeah there absolutely is i wasn't going to say anything myself but you know i'm so glad you have mm. and then my phone died and i uh, <laughs> oh, ghosted her for six hours <laughs> before we were able to talk but um yeah and then then you know here we are that's so beautiful man i really wanted to share that i wanted you to share that story because i knew the i knew the i guess the punchline but <laughs> the fate that put you guys on the plane together i love that You're like, yeah you could have had any any plane on the uh, on the any seat on the plane, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, fate put you guys together without even asking. And yeah, I thought that was just super, super lovely. Yeah, it feels really lovely. It's a nice, it's a nice story, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad we have that sort of like, you know, romantic fairy tale esque uh, 
start to mm. sit on. It's 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 uh, it's affirming. Mm. You know, it's it's nice to feel that you know. Yeah, maybe fates at your back. Exactly. So what happened from there? Well, like, what well, did you have a first date? Um, uh, that's a good question. No, we didn't. Well, we were in different countries. As we, um, you planted the seed. Planted the seed. I think maybe when you said, you know, what, you know, what do you look like? For, what do you, what do you look for in a girl? And you're like, well, and then you described Roz. You're like, oh, oops. Uh, I think that was probably the seed was planted then. Hey. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, it just took a while to grow, and yeah, we uh, we just we were just speaking and you know exploring it just just over the phone, really, basically like, oh, is this something we're going to do? Obviously, it's quite a large undertaking uh, if you're in a friendship a good healthy friendship mm. you know each other very well like you you understand each other you, you know what you're getting into you can't just sort of like go on some dates you're like right well if we're going to cross this threshold this barrier you know we need to be sure because we're potentially gonna you know risk a friendship um so it's you know it's you know the, uh, even on date one things things get pushed quite seriously but yeah we um we did have a first date in we we had a first date when i flew back to england um in february and yeah we you know we went for a walk and a pub lunch and yeah it was it was it was it was glorious and we were both pretty pretty certain we knew what we wanted from it and uh and remained to be that's beautiful man Mm. so february 2023 from from New Year, we're already painting a beautiful picture of the first month of just like giddiness of that, mm. like ooh, you know, because yeah, yeah. before you have, I guess that first, uh, I guess affirming conversation or kiss or whatever, you're like, oh, you know, does she like me? You know, mm. again, there was a lot of uh, of risk involved, you, you know, and yeah, it's just it's just glorious to hear it all worked out, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, so man. February, you're in a new relationship with a, a beautiful girl mm-hmm. and you know come the end of the year you're you know as our uh, parallel relationships have run uh, mm. you've become even closer mm. um what happened after february man um so yeah things things developed i i remained in portugal uh, she stayed in in london but she was she's been able to be quite flexible and come back and forth and um we haven't had to do much time apart, really, at all, so it's been quite wonderful. Uh, she came out and stayed um, in Portugal uh, for July. Um, we actually had... Uh, our, yeah, there was... there was a, She had a pretty tough time um, in at the beginning of July. It was just something that unfolded that, you know, I'm not going to share on a public platform. Um but it was a great opportunity for for us to be there for each other, mm. and um, yeah, it, it, it was super tough, and it was there was a lot of stuff to work through, and I actually felt very privileged to be allowed to be you know part of that and help support her and her family through this tough time, and um, and her family were you know gracious and welcoming and beautiful in you know in, involving me. And uh, and I love them all massively. I feel so lucky to to have them as like you know in laws, if you will, because mm. um, that doesn't come for free. You know, yeah. usually it's like, oh the in laws, but absolutely yeah. like they couldn't be further from the case with these guys. They yeah. I, I love them to bits, and and, uh, and I think they can stand me. So yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, so so I've it's actually funny. never met Roz's parents, um, and I would 
but I've heard so much about them from you. Mm. It makes me really like them. So mm. like, I mean, like if I get to meet them one day, I'll be like, oh, you know, like yeah. I feel like I know you guys already. Kind yeah. Of thing. And they do sound really special. Yeah, they're a family certainly that I I cover, and I'm, I'm glad to have as many interactions with them as I do. I, they're probably should be very proud of themselves. You know, um, Ali, the the father, is a beautiful you know head head of family, and and Sue, his wife, is you know incredibly caring and open open mother and she's got two two beautiful mm. sisters that have welcomed me so so wonderfully as well mm. i just feel feel like part of the part of the furniture which is it's very it's very nice it's nice to have known them previously before we were in a relationship um and i was i sort of therefore managed to to dodge the sort of uh you Interrogation. know the overlooking father of like are you good enough for my Rosie and uh, you know we we'd already we already had a rapport and a relationship so it was nice to get to know each other un, in an unpressured mm. manner before I, I was like oh you know am I good enough for your daughter and mm. when I said that uh, to Ali we, we were going to the pub for a, for a beer and uh, I was like oh Ali it's nice not to have to impress the father-in-law <laughs> if you know what I mean he was like ah, careful <laughs> I was like oh yeah <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah, and I guess when you uh, have a girl with such a a beautiful family, it gives you a beautiful blueprint to sort of follow in the steps mm. of, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. Well, I, I you know my family's my close family is quite small. It's just me and mum. So I'm often consciously or subconsciously on the lookout for role models as as families with like you know multiple children mm. or. Or whatever, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's wonderful to have mm. you know good examples of 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 partnership and parenthood, and not that I didn't have that from from mum, but obviously as a you know as a as a you know you you know mum can't offer the yeah the broadness that like you know a, a lot of families like the the two point four can, and especially like a a male role model. Mm. Like, do you think Ali is a, is a good uh, masculine male role model for you? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's great. He's so he's he's stoic. He's fantastic in an emergency. He's the calm. He's the voice of reason. He's the he's the actor. Um, I don't mean that as like you know mm. to be or not to be. I mean like he 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 will move. He will mm. do things and and yeah. He just he cares for them very you know very uninvasively. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, something, something to watch for sure. They're they're, they're great. They're that's really awesome, man. Mm. So that was so that's been a huge, huge part of your twenty twenty three. But it's also come with different challenges. And uh, mm. why don't you tell me a bit more about those? <laughs> I'm feeling really on the spot and interviewed here. I'm hoping we can uh, you can bounce this back to you. Of course, of course, um, of course. But sure, I, you know, I, I'm happy to answer these questions. So, um, um, probably the loudest. Uh, I, I know, obviously, I know what you're referring to. So it was um, a very close friend of mine uh, that was a, very much a parental figure. While we're talking about parental role models, she was. She's always been there. She's been the most constant, other than mum. She was. Uh, her name's Barbara. Obviously, I've spoken about her before. Um, yeah, she was mum's bridesmaid. They've had a friendship that spanned over over five, six decades even. And she's always been around. She's been an ally. She's been, you know, someone I can talk to um, in in all sorts of times. She's been, 
she has been a friend and a parent and she's a family member um she's all sorts of things to me and it was about it was over a year ago i think it was in march that she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer that was a heavy blow mm. um it's a terrible diagnosis pancreatic cancer is not something that um well it's not the one you want really um mm. I mean, obviously, cancer is never the one you want, but, you know, pancreatics is, is a bit more of a death sentence. It's, you know, you're probably not going to get out of this one alive. Mm. Um, so that was ha- harsh. And then over the over the following year, I, I managed to see quite a lot of her. And she lived a very full, energetic, active life till, you know, even a few weeks before her death, she was going to her oldies aerobic exercise class mm. which uh, I never saw but it's a very sweet image they're sort of all elder ladies mostly you know doing their best to do a bit of aerobic exercise and stay stay fit stay mobile stay flexible and um, Barbara Barbara's um, circulatory system was heavily affected so she became very very cold Uh, she had what's called neuropathy which is where you lose the sensation in your extremities makes it hard to like operate your phone or like do dexterous things Uh, but particularly you know she was always quite cold so I I have this image of her which I know happened was she turns up to exercise class and she's too cold so she wears her coat and her scarf and then some of the other ladies lend their coats as well. So she's there all wrapped up in like three coats still like, whoo, and one and two and three <laughs> and four. And I yeah. just, that's a beautiful image to me mm. for someone that is so dedicated mm. and, you know, so highly motivated and brave and not, you know, tripped up by, you know, very fair hurdles of like, oh, actually, I can't do exercise class because I get cold. Like, mm. just there, wrapped up in all your friends' coats, like doing your, doing your best. Um, so yeah, I have wonderful memories and wonderful images of her. And it was it was just earlier in 2023. It was in December that she deteriorated and then and then died in in hospice. And yeah, that's been it's been pretty. Yeah, pretty heavy grief, yeah. But um Can you take any uh lessons from this experience because a lot of times that we go through struggle we get stronger. So I wondered if this has um made you more resilient in any way or if there's any sort of lesson in it. It was a it's a it's it was a really savage it's a savage hole to lose. Uh, she's you know she was obviously around very much in my younger years and then as I was a teenager, obviously, you know, I'm not that interested in adults for sort of a period of time and then into my 20s and 30s, I actually used her as a, you know, a source of of wisdom, a confidant uh, and we, we would, yeah, have very deep emotional conversations Um so it's it, it is a huge loss, and uh, and I was I wasn't shocked to feel feel it. I was frightened. I knew it was going to f- feel bad, but honestly, like the sadness has actually been pretty, pretty awesome. I think is the word that I feel. Uh, I'm like, wow, that's those are some feelings. Um, mm. And it's yeah, there's there's actually quite a lot of beauty to the to the sadness. It doesn't 
I don't know, I'm not, I don't want it to go. I don't, I'm not resistant to it. It's, I'm quite welcoming when it pokes its head up, which is a strange thing to say, but it's, it's nice to feel like that. You're like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of emotion. And it, thankfully it seems to come out in quite a, you know, quite an acceptable manner. It's, it, it comes out as grief, as sadness. I'm not necessarily, you know, deflecting it or, um, experiencing it in a in a in a difficult way it's just it's just some very strong sorrow mm. yeah and you enjoy and you see so you enjoy the feeling yeah enjoy is probably the wrong word i can't really i don't know it's a good time to be asking this question because i can't really get a hold of it myself but i've she bought me a video for my eighth birthday i believe called dragon heart it's a beautiful, beautiful film with um, Dennis Quaid and um, he plays a knight of the realm and um, and yeah, Sean Connery plays the dragon and it's a beautiful film that uh, follows this kinship between the, the knight and the dragon and uh, the soundtrack is beautiful and I've, I've, I've managed to sort of compartmentalise my sadness with this soundtrack so I can just sort of pop it on and uh, and then just start bawling my eyes yeah, out yeah. and yeah so if I have a long drive of which I have plenty I'd stick it on and have a cry and just just re- remember her and it's mm. it's a nice place to be I think I know what you mean sometimes it's cathartic to just let some emotion out mm. and I think maybe if you haven't let any emotion out in a while it's nice to have like that sort of like visceral thing to to latch on to, to be like, oh, okay, now I can, mm. I can let something out, and do you feel lighter afterwards? Exactly, yeah. It's, it, the feelings, the feelings need to be had, mm. and I guess the gravity of the feelings, to me, validates how important she was to me. So when I feel as sad as I feel, it's almost like, oh wow, you must have really loved her. Mm. <laughs> like it's a, it's a reminder, it's validation. So it's, yeah, it's, it's welcome, basically. Mm. You know, it's not. It's not like you know, as elating as as things can be, but it's it's emotion definitely in a beautiful and, and raw form. Mm. That's mm. lovely, man. That's really beautiful. Thanks, man. Well, yeah, there we there we go. That's that's really that's really a recap. That's really a, like the headlines of what's happened for me in the past year, and it's been yeah, it's been turbulent and dramatic uh, and I've, it's also been you know calm and steady behind all that to just have have support and have love mm. I guess of course and I've been very grateful to be part of this journey mm. uh, with you on this year even though this is the first time I can't remember the last time I saw you in real life but we have a very remote friendship a very mm. very close friendship but mm. a very remote friendship yeah um but this is the first time i've seen you in in a long time i guess the last time we saw each other was when we did the other the other podcast oh last we wouldn't we wouldn't see each other and not do a podcast of so of course so yeah so it would be the last here. christmas stand by your van was when i showed christmas? you the magic tricks christmas so, i think so did I come back here at christmas no i think i, I can't remember but mm. i think this might be the first time i've seen you 
this year. Well, it's obviously Certainly this year. Certainly this year, but last year as well, I think. Maybe, yeah. 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 Interesting. Mm. But anyway, let's... it's been really nice to mm. have you know been your companion on this journey. Yeah, thanks. Well, you've been incredibly valuable to have. Uh, we, you know, we we often shared conversations that span hours, and I know we've got you know plenty of space for each other. And that, I oh, know that space is super super valuable, and it it hasn't you know it hasn't been without its ups and downs. It's definitely something that we've grown over whatever it is. Well, I guess we were friends prior to your injury, but you've done your five year review recently, and uh, so. You know, we've been friends for maybe maybe just just about six years, and um, you know we've well we've moved a lot with each other. Obviously, we've done done this podcast for three years. Yeah, I guess it must be three years. It's coming up to three yeah. years, I think. Yeah, um, and it's been wonderful, and we've grown we've grown with it, and obviously we've grown together with it, which is great, and. I was I was just talking to you earlier, obviously, and I, and I spoke with Ros about it. You know, we had this great communication as I was driving down, and it's some. It, I think it really encapsulates the the value of what we've grown and what is you know potentially something that's you know rare and worth worth celebrating, and that's um, and that's the space to be direct, to be honest, and. Um, and that's something that I personally have found harder, and have gradually been learning how to do. Mm. And um, yeah, thanks for your, thanks for your help, basically. You're very welcome, man. <laughs> you are very, very, very welcome. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And you know, again, I want to echo that back to you as well. Like my year has been pretty good. Um, again, I think nostalgia paints over the cracks a little bit, but um, there's been some tough times, and you've been there for me in mm. those tough times. Um, looking back, they don't seem that tough, I think, because they're in the past and they've gone now. Yeah. Uh, they certainly haven't been, I think, in comparison, as tough as the times that you've faced. But any time, any times that there have been hmm. issues, you've been there, and it's been and it's been glorious to have that oh. that friendship. Well, love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. Well, um, let's let's not leave it just with me. Uh, let's uh, tell me how uh, how you and Chris got together because really excitingly like we're recording this podcast just before we all have dinner as a foursome and I, I've never met Chris I've seen loads of beautiful photos of you together and I'm really excited to to meet her and it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lovely evening um, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous as well as, as you've told me that she is but I'd love to hear you know how it uh sure. how it blossomed between you guys why not so my year well I'll just give us a, a brief background at the beginning of the year, it was really tough for me for me because a relationship I was in ended. It really blindsided me, and you mm. were there for me. And I was reading back on some old journal entries, and it was a tougher time than I remember. Again, like nostalgia paints over the cracks because mm. I've found new love and I've had this beautiful relationship. I'm like, oh, 2023 was amazing for me. Mm. Neglecting the first three months were very, very tough for me. Yeah. So much so that I ended up getting... A therapist. I, ent- I entered into therapy. I ended up giving up therapy because I thought that you were actually a better therapist than my <laughs> therapist. Um, and I just, I think I'd forgotten about that. So that was quite a tough time. Mm. However, meeting Chris was really lovely. I went round her house and with a, with a mutual friend, Katie, we, 
I saw Chris and immediately I was attracted to her. She's got like very cute little cheeks that go quite red. And, mm. you know, it's very beautiful to have like, like these rosy cheeks. And I was attracted to her immediately. Uh, her house was lovely. It had beautiful artwork on the walls. She's got a very cool dog. Um, she's a dog behaviorist. She's a personal chef. So she mm. cooks delicious food. And the kicker was her apartment was wheelchair accessible. And I was like, no way. I mean, oh my God, talk about a unicorn. Like, she is ticking all the boxes here. Like, I was like, I was like going in her bathroom and she's got like beautiful artwork in the bathroom. And I was like, wow, I can, I can literally get in the toilet and shut shut the door behind me, you know? Like, this is, this is really good. And I even peeked into the bedroom and I remember thinking, oh, you know, well, you know, I could get in there if, if you know, I, I remember this is like the first time I was sort of like playing out of my head like, oh, you know, I, I kind of like this girl, you know. Um, yeah. And then I'm not able to get in the bed should that <laughs> occur at any time in the near or distant future. Exactly. So uh, it was really lovely. Um, I guess the seed was planted and I said to my friend Katie, you know, oh, I... I'm quite fond of your friend Chris, you know, like in, in a sort of platonic. Oh, she's very, very lovely. Yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's she's quite fond of you too. And I was like, oh, okay, so, okay. Uh, I mean, like, is this friend like matchmaking, you know, or, or whatever? Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, it turns out she was. Was she? So I said, you know, because one of my biggest insecurities is um, the wheelchair, you know, like you've got to see past the wheelchair if you're going to be in a romantic relationship with me. Mm. And that is something that a lot of people are unwilling to do, or, or at least I. Well, I mean, it certainly is a deal breaker for a lot of people. Um, again, namely you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I think um, it would be. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I, I just maybe because I was reflecting on before the accident, would I date someone in a wheelchair? Probably not. But again, like I say, Chris is a bit of a unicorn. You know, she's not only open to that. Um, she, yeah, she was attracted to me. She sought it out. Yeah. She apparently had spoken to my friend Katie and said, "Oh, you know, like." Fred, you know, yeah. you know, and she was like, "Oh, he's he's got a girlfriend," and apparently she said something like, "Oh, of course he, of course he does," and I remember thinking, "Oh, really? Like that? That's interesting." Yeah. So one thing led to another. I said, uh, "I said I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her out," and um, yeah. So I think. I, I, hold on, I'd like to I'd like to linger on this point a little bit more because something that you have had in the past, something you struggled with, is like being broken like you mm. would identify yourself or have in the past identified yourself as someone that is broken um bec because of your physical limitations because mm. of your accident puts you in a wheelchair and to have that insecurity hanging over you is a, a hefty hefty it's a hefty hefty burden lots of people are self-deprecating in many ways but you have a you know like, oh i really don't like my 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 eyes or my you know my beard is funny or I've got knobbly mm. knees, but like to have you know something concrete essentially that is like well this is my physical wheelchair to sort of prove to myself that mm. I'm broken, it's a huge thing to overcome, and we've talked about it before, and you know it's and it's heart wrenching to hear you talk about it when you're in the epicenter of like feeling broken and it's all I can do to be like oh, you're not broken you're yeah. lovely. And then to have someone come to you with, with you know, being fancied, being attracted to and genuinely sorting you out. Um, I don't mean sorting you, sort, sort me out, mate. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. she sort me right out. I mean, like, she has sought after you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's absolute proof in the other direction. 
because it one would hope that you're from your position of being broken that hopefully you could sidle up to someone and like you know you're very charming you're good looking and be like oh you know what I think I can look past the wheelchair but so much more than that she just saw you and was just like I'm into I'd like a piece of that Mm, you know and uh how did that how much has that done for you to like disperse that insecurity of brokenness oh, I mean it's inflated my ego massively <laughs> you know, I'm just oh like, shit we're not going to be able to get in here then. God's gift to women you know? just God's gift on <laughs> wheels you know just wheeling around all the girls like whoa who's the wheelie guy like whoa no steady on <laughs> it's uh, no, it, was, it was beautiful it was great for my self esteem um, it was but also I think we had we just had a connection like for, from, from the start mm. I thought I've got to ask this girl out on a date uh, I think again coming from a relationship as well um i just felt like i was dateable you know like i think i've spoken before Mm. about self-love being really important Mm. i heard a really great quote recently like self-love isn't vanity it's Mm. sanity Mm. and i thought oh that's cheesy but lovely sound right yeah yeah (laughs) um do you know what? i'm gonna put a pin in that because i really need a wee so i'm gonna come back Mm -hmm. yeah oh now i shouldn't have drunk so much I've been wiggling my bum free. Yeah, I have been watching you wiggle. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like a spasm. Uh, Yo. <laughs> okay, so we're back in the room. Back and the room. we were at the point of me saying about uh, meeting Chris and going on our first date. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it was lovely to hear that she was attracted to me. Um, and I wouldn't, I didn't have to sort of, I guess, pursue her or, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I guess that was that made it a hell of a lot easier to ask mm-hmm. her out on a date. It gave me a lot of confidence having a mutual friend saying, yeah, go on, mate, she's probably going to say yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I asked her out for a picnic down by the lake, and I said, um, I, 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 I remember making a quiche, and as the quiche classic. came out... <laughs> classic. Fred and his quiches. So I, as the quiche came out of the oven, I, uh, I took a picture of it, and I sent her a picture saying, do you fancy some quiche? And she said, yeah. And uh, I said, <laughs> do you want to do you want to go for a picnic down the lake? And she said, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so she said, can I bring anything? And I, I asked her to bring a joke about a shoe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because That's what every picnic needs. Oh, why not? It was good. So yeah. I, I brought three jokes about a shoe. She brought one. I won't go into them because... <laughs> I'm modest to me. But uh, yeah, it was funny. So we had like, you know, the, the whole, you know, let's... It was it was wonderful. I asked her about like where she was from, if she's close with her family. You know, I was showing genuine interest, getting to know her, and it's and it went really well. And it went on so well, in fact, that um, I w- I ended up being late for work because we stayed there far longer than I anticipated. And I yeah. was like, oh my god, I've got to go. Yeah, I've, I've got to go to work. I'm late. So uh, on the drive back, I said, oh, you know, this was this was great for a first date. Um, you know, sort of, because we hadn't actually said it was a was a date. Sure, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. she said, "Oh, is this a is this a date?" And I said, "Oh, I I, I think it's a date, isn't it?" And, and then I said, "Oh, I'd love to see you again for another date, sort yeah, of thing." Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Oh, okay." And she's very she's very shy, you know. She's very timid, and, yeah. and um, yeah. So it was very 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 lovely, very very sweet. And then on our second date, I suggested that we uh she because she cooked a beautiful spanish omelet and i said oh i'd love to know how to make one of those mm. and she said well I, you know i could teach you and i was like okay wonderful i've got a great idea why don't you come over and 
you could teach me how to cook a Spanish omelette, mm. but what a great idea is if you take my spare wheelchair, we can wheel around together and you can see things from my perspective. Mm. And she was very open to this. Mm. She was like, absolutely, she completely embraced it. She didn't get out the wheelchair for many hours. She even tried to go to the toilet in the wheelchair. <laughs> really? Like wheel in and could yeah. see how, you know, it was very hard. And, yeah. and, and tr- she was like, oh my God, how do you do everything from your wheelchair? Yeah, it's yeah. so difficult. And I was like, oh, well, you know, just like... Little things like, for example, instead of like reaching over, sort of, I, I sidle up to the side so I can reach things like, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, it's, it's really cool, like how she could see how resourceful I was. Mm. Um, I guess she was very impressed and we made the, the Spanish <laughs> omelette together and then, and then we played a beautiful game where, um, well, it was, I won't go into the details of the game, but I said to her, a little risque move, but I said, uh, how about we up the stakes? And she said, oh, what do you mean? I said, well, uh, how about... You know, the loser has to give the winner a kiss. <laughs> you cheese monster. <laughs> and she just blurted out, okay. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, brilliant. So she seems keen. And she sort of like, sort of slipped how, yeah. I guess, she like gone from playing it cool to like, okay. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, excellent. Well, <laughs> oops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I lost. <laughs> and then we had a, a beautiful first kiss and and I guess it all stemmed it all blossomed from there and that first that second date was really lovely because we had a very honest conversation about mm. like where things were going to go from there and and she, I, I basically I had a very honest conversation about sex because I think you know if you could have a spinal cord injury there was probably a part of her that was thinking you know does his dick work <laughs> Sure. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? yeah, yeah. And I said, yes, it does. There's a few caveats, for example. I um, need to use Viagra, for example, and, and mm. there's a few other things. I won't go into personal details, but she was fully on board with that. She said, yeah, that's that's not a deal breaker for me. That, that's, that's fine. Mm. Um, but she did say, like, if you couldn't have sex at all, that would have been a deal breaker. So, mm. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Like, it's just to reassure you, I, I can. It's just, mm. you know, it's, it's slightly different. And it was very, I've never started a relationship like that with such beautiful honesty. Mm. Like, really, really beautiful honesty. And it was very, very lovely to just uh, communicate that out in the, you know, just, just out there. I've certainly used Viagra in the past. Mm. Um pre-injury, post-injury, mm. and I certainly haven't mm. been as honest about it as that, just, just mm. out there saying it. And and it was very, very refreshing to have that mm. uh, open and honest communication. And I think we've certainly communicated honestly like that for, uh, like, ever since. So it, we started off very honest, and it's been very honest and mm. ever since. And we are very, very compatible. She's very sweet, and, yeah, everything's been... Hunky dory from there. Mm, congratulations. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year is that life can be very, very unpredictable. And mm. it's a double edged sword, man. Mm. Like when I was heartbroken last January, mm. I thought, you know, this is rubbish. I was just in a really lo- lovely relationship. Mm. I did not see it coming to an end. Mm. Like it, there was no sort of, you know, warning signs. It was just, oh, that relationship's over now awful uh and then a new relationship started and then it was so unpre- i was like oh wow in looking back i'd be like oh of course this relationship's way better you know like for example she lives in the same town uh, <laughs> let, let alone country you know uh it, it's beautiful but with this uncertainty and you hear stories about like what you've gone through and like what barbara went through and and like how life can just 
give you some sort of diagnosis just like that. Mm. It fills me with fear because as much as the year, again, seems to be peachy, like very, very cruisy, mm. I'm like, oh, God, surely I'm I'm due some, you know, <laughs> personal growth. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, surely life's going to throw me a curveball at any minute, you know? Mm. And it does fill me with this little bit of like, oh, why things are going great at the moment, like... Mm. you know uh you know fate cover your ears like yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah um yeah it, do you ever do you ever get that do you think like things are going a bit too well for me at the moment um or i suppose actually maybe your year has been a little bit more balanced but sometimes <laughs> i just think oh my god like things are going you know the, the I know, lifestyle yeah. predictability you just think mm. what what's what's coming i know exactly what you mean and yeah i i haven't i haven't felt that I've been glad not to feel that. I know what that feeling feels like. The feeling of like, you know, looking above your head for a falling piano because like, oh, come on. We're taking the piss here. It's not going to be this. It's not going to continue to be this good, surely. But I felt like I was overdue that. And, it, you know, and it's been a t- it's been a time for personal growth. But, you you know, I mean, I guess you're always doing that um, constantly. You know, I'm always looking at myself and being like, oh, I really think I'm right in this situation. I really think I've got it the right way around. Then, you know, two weeks later, two days later, and an hour later, I'm like, oh, no, no, I, I see. You're a knobhead, as per usual. <laughs> and, um, yeah, sometimes it's easier to see that than others. One of the things that I feel, like I said before, is this the glory of being on a team and how, how easy it is. Um, bless my mum. Uh, she, she's uh, she has a tough time. She's she's been a single mum for you know all, all of my life. Uh, she never remarried or had another relationship, and she has a you know she works very hard to do things all by herself. She's incredibly independent. She's incredibly strong, and you know she she manages life incredibly well. She's a very busy woman. She's got a horde of friends during Christmas. The sitting room is wall-to-wall Christmas cards from the hundreds of people that send her, you know, heartfelt cards. Mm. She's, you know, she has a lot of friendships to be proud of. But she feels alone. She is she is single and she would like a a companion. And that's that's a loud marker in her life. She can't escape it. It's 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 hard for her and I and I haven't sympathized with that what am I let, let me rephrase this I I have understood a deeper sense of sympathy more recently because when she expresses how hard it is because she's alone I you know I have sympathy and then you know if if I hear it too often perhaps then I'm like well, you know get over it like you know what do you mean you're alone we're all alone I'm alone you know she's alone they're alone everyone's alone what's the big what's the big problem um, you know, and for a lot of the time, you know, you know, I am alone. I am, I have been single, and you know, life life goes on. Um, and then experiencing being on a team in this new relationship, it w- was quite novel to me because it's the first time I've really allowed that. Mm. That's not uh, it's not a judgment on previous relationships or previous partners. It's a judgment on me for not allowing those people to get that close I've always been you know I'll look after myself I'll, I'll I'll take care of it whatever you know I don't need your help 
mm. and to have the strength or like oh, I don't know whatever whatever I've got that has allowed me the work I've done that has allowed me to actually be like yeah no I could do with some help um, yeah let's do it together mm. great um, has allowed me to see what it's like to be on a team and I just had this moment in the in the hardware stop uh, sure stop <laughs> just had this moment in the hardware shop uh, and we were we were getting goods to fix up the van and um, <laughs> and um, yeah we just had a list of stuff to get and I just sort of wandered off to get some stuff and then we bumped into each other again and she had half the stuff mm. and I was like oh that's great yeah, nice. I was like wow I don't have to fight. And it was as simple as like, you know, she'd already found the, the paint and the roller and I was like, wow, this is great. Mm. I can't believe I didn't have to go and find those. You've already got them. That's mm. that's awesome. Mm. And it was it was that moment I was like, oh, I get it. Mm. This is what it's like to be on a team. Mm. And it was a very simple, very like menial moment. But I was like, oh, shit. I see what mum means because mum was in a team. Mm. And now she's not, and I was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to not be in a team anymore. Like, you know, mm. life's life, life's well easy in a mm. team." And it suddenly dawned on me that actually, like, you know, maybe I hadn't experienced teamship in its entirety before because of you know my own myself holding me back, my own insecurities, my own issues. And to have it now, I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, okay, I get it, Mum. Like, mm. it is hard, and it's a." You know, that's it's just a, a learning curve that you know all of these challenges can come, but like life basically stays pretty good mm. if you've got someone to hundred percent to share it with. I've found that as well. Like being in a team, it like I think life is just set up for for for, for, for couples really. For you know, it, it, life's easier. Well, mm. it can be. Depends on what. On your relationship. Sure, you could be in a domestically violent relationship or, yeah. you know, yeah. But when you do have that companionship, that, that sort of congruent team teamwork together, mm. it feels wonderful, it feels effortless. And I, I know mm. exactly what you mean. Especially, like, if you live together, all of a sudden, oh, you, ha- housing is more affordable, you know? Like, <laughs> you get tax breaks if you get yeah, married, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, it's like, you know, even society is, like, pushing you to, like, mm. you know, couple up. And I do feel very, very grateful uh, I think one of the things I'm most grateful for in 2023 is finding Chris, really. She's mm. been the highlight of my year, for sure. It's been amazing. Like, we've had the mm. best times, and it's been really wonderful. And you know too well, because, we, you know, we've shared them. Synchronicities. Synchronicities. Oh, I can't do it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I could. I was going to dash in there, like, oh, this is how you say. Syn- yeah. Syncratically. Yeah. Sync- there you go. Serendipitous. We know long words. <laughs> so yeah, uh, however you want to put it, we have shared them um, together, and it's been it's been lovely. Yeah. It's been very very awesome. I would yeah. say like being part of a team is is one of life's greatest pleasures, one of life's greatest joys for sure. <laughs> it seems to be, um, you know, making memories, making you know, going on holiday together. It's it, everything's better when you're part Mm. of a beautiful team and I feel really so grateful for that because I spent a long time well I've been in uh, to be to be honest I've had a great run of relationships in my life Mm. my life's been very fruitful 
in that area, but there has been low to, like the lowest times of my life have been the single times for sure. Mm, I think really? the happiest times of my life have been well in partnerships. I mean, you were suicidal when you, it was after your accident that you were with Lou. That was probably surely that's got to be the lowest point of low. Well, I think if it wasn't for Lou, I think I would have probably killed myself. So like, mm. what even in the lowest lowest times, mm. I, th- I think it was it still saved me being part of a team. Yeah, especially after suffering so suffering so much of having such low self-esteem being like oh mm. why why have you not left me yet you know mm. like because because i love you oh okay that's well mm. that's one more reason to mm. you know you know stay here um so yeah i mean yeah i think i feel very and also it makes me feel more compassion for those who aren't as fortunate you know to, to be like oh mm. yeah yeah it was very helpful to fight like to find that compassion and empathy for 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 mum and to you know, ease my you know sort of impatience mm. with with something that I understand a, lo- a lot clearer, a lot clearer now. And you know I'm I'm only I'm only young and she's you know obviously quite a bit older than me. And I've I'm sure I've got a few a few more lessons in the tank to uh, to help me un- understand her and her you know her life and her, her ups and her downs and her mm. peaks and troughs more and more. On the subject of lessons, I did ask you earlier, and you kind of like dodged the question a little bit. Or maybe yeah. we, we we went off on a tangent. But what if you could, you know, over the last year, is there a biggest lesson that you've learned? Is there something that you could, you know, pinpoint and say like this is the biggest lesson from twenty twenty three is? Yeah, I guess it's. Uh, I guess I'm just going to reiterate the honesty thing because it's 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 sort of a, a slight. Um, adjacent point to to the honesty thing, but it's it's listening to my to my gut. Mm. Um, you know, it makes a terrible rumbling after I've had a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> uh, no, um, I didn't. You know, li- like I said before, like listening to my gut is not something that I, I, I had ever really previously done. It's something that I'd I'd I'm probably pretty rubbish at that, or I used to be pretty rubbish at that. So it's been very fun to enjoy getting to know myself or in in the sense paying attention to, to actually what I want and what I need from life and from people. Um, it's kind of like meeting a meeting an old friend. You're like, oh, wow. OK, cool. It's it's nice to have a nice relationship with yourself and to be able to hear my gut for a start is a is a wonderful gift and to be able to like take time give myself space and listen to it and act on it is is the biggest lesson through all of the things that have happened over the last year good and bad to at least at least if you know what you want then you can act accordingly if you don't even know what you want Mm. if you have to rely on other people other people's needs or wants to know what you want to do, like oh, what do you do? what do you want to do? Like oh, I don't care. What I would want to do, whatever you want to do, it's a fine exchange. But if you if you're able to hear and know what you want from a situation, like oh, I want to go for a walk down the direction, or I want to go for a swim, and if you're like, you know what, I actually really hate swimming, but you're just like, oh no, yeah, if you want to go swimming, we'll go swimming. To to be able to hear yourself, then you can make a you can make a choice. 
that's rooted in rooted in honesty, mm. and you can still uh, like we had this convers I had this conversation with Ros earlier about putting yourself first or being selfish, and we we bounced it back and forth a bit, and initially we we sort of said oh, I need to be selfish more, and then we were like well let's reframe that because it doesn't sound that great like maybe put yourself first mm. sometimes. Or all the time, and I was like, no, that doesn't sound great. That's kind of selfish as well. And then I was like, what about never discount yourself? And I then said, imagine a scenario where there's a child in the road and there's a car coming for it, and you dive in front of it to 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 save the child, and you end up getting hit. That doesn't have to be. That isn't necessarily a selfless act. Like you're not discounting yourself because although you might be putting yourself in harm's way technically and you may be injured or even killed, you're still not discounting yourself because you are a person that would like to make that decision, that would like to make that, you know, heroic attempt to save someone's life. And it's, there's definitely a big difference between being selfish and, you know, acting acting accordingly being honest with yourself and understanding what you want from a situation even if it is a self-sacrificing situation mm. nice can't remember what the point was <laughs> the yeah so that's that sounds lovely man there's something uh that we haven't come across generically but i guess i'm going to force it on you now but you said that you were going to read something that you wrote for Barbara's funeral um, so maybe you'd like to share that and maybe we could end the podcast on that note because it seems quite beautiful well you haven't yet told me what your lesson is from the year I did I told you my lesson was the you did yeah and I told you what I was grateful for so maybe before we bounce onto that if okay. we want to end on that you tell me what are, what is the thing that you're most grateful for in 2023 can I have a couple? Of course. <laughs> well, obviously, based off like this, you know, pretty personal and emotional conversation we've had. Um, being, you know, find, finding finding love and and being in this healthy, stable, loving relationship is something that has you know been the highlight and the background of my entire year, and been seen me seen me good through through thick and thin and and I guess the thick bit is 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 losing Barbara and that's I'm really I'm really grateful to have had had that person in my life she's amazing for many reasons and and I and I got to spend quality time with her towards the end and we got to pay an amazing tribute to her at her funeral and it was beautiful and we had a lovely time and it was uh, and I'll hold that I get to hold that forever I get to like remember her forever which mm. is cool so I'm grateful for her and what else because you said you wanted a couple with a couple of I things. wanted I wanted Roz and, and Barbara oh that's lovely mm. that's lovely man mm. so on the subject of the Barbara's funeral and you said that you got to share some wonderful things mm. would you like to share the thing that you said at the Funeral? Yeah, I will. Is it a poem? It's it's not quite a poem. It's um, it's a piece of writing that she wrote 
um, not long before she died, and she she read it to me um, when we were together, and we we were both yeah, it was pretty emotional, and um, she had a number of different pieces of writing, and after she'd read that to me, I was quite quick to be like, I'd like to read that at your funeral, and um, that must have been quite a conversation. Yeah, imagine yeah, it was. hearing that like that sort of gave me the uh, hey I. I've written this. Oh, I'd love to read that at your funeral. Mm. Oh, lovely. Which will be soon. <laughs> yeah, I guess we didn't know how soon it would be, and I didn't. I didn't say that directly, but like she, we were talking about her funeral at that moment. I gave her a book for Christmas two Christmases ago, which was I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's a hundred questions to ask yourself, and they range from like what's your favourite book to like what are you proud of or what's your biggest regret in life, and I. I saw the book and I was like oh, I'll get that for Barbara and then I was like oh, I'll get it for mum and then I went back the next day I was like I'm going to get it for myself as well a really helpful lovely book well, and she'd filled nice. it in not all of it but she'd filled in quite a bit of it and there were some wonderful sentiments in there but this particular piece of writing was one that I wanted I wanted to echo um, so yeah I, uh, I, 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 did, I did tweak it a little bit so it was a little more um, structured and yeah, I'll, I would be, I'll be thrilled to read it. But we might have to just pause for a few, few seconds while I find it. Because uh... no worries, man. Take your time. But yeah, I'd love to hear it. I might cry. That's alright. That's okay, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Uh... You know, mum, your mum. <laughs> Yeah, you're ready. And we've lost a listener now because you know Barbara was an avid listener, so we're down one. So we've got to find another one somewhere yeah. and pep it back up. Um, okay, I'll read. I'll read the whole thing um, that I that I write. Um, okay, a bit nervous. You got this. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> Hi to all of you, and thank you for coming. It's uh, such a wonderful pleasure to see so many bums on seats. And of course, it's not at all a surprise. I'm going to read you a small piece of writing that Barbara wrote and shared with me a few months ago. At the time, it had us both blubbing quite considerably, so I doubt today will be much different. So please excuse me if it takes me a while. I recently learned a new word, Fano. It's an old Maori word that encapsulates friends and family. To call one's family friends is just as much a compliment as it is to call one's friend family. For me, Barbara bridged this gap, as she did for so many of us here, and I found her words to echo this so beautifully. So this is Vitamin F by Barbara Ling. How is it I have such a diverse variety of friends, all so different in character? How is it that I connect with each of them so sincerely? Each one brings out a different part of me. With one I'm polite and another a bit naughty. I discuss serious matters with one, laugh and joke with another. I listen to one's problems and another to seek advice. Each friend is a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. A puzzle that becomes a treasure and a treasure that I cherish. There are friends who understand me better than I understand myself. 
There are friends who share the good days with me and friends that support me through the bad. Doctors tell us that friends are good for our health and essential to our well-being, of vitamin F. If you enjoy vitamin F as I have, you can stay young, ease your stress and keep your heart in good health, all within the warmth of friends and family. I'm so happy that I have had such a rich stock of vitamin F. We must value our friends and family, keep in touch, reach out, laugh with them, find the funny side of things, cry with them and pray with them when times are tough. I know I'm part of their lives because their names appear on my phone every day. I feel blessed that they care as much for me as I care for them. Thank you all for being my vitamin F. I value and treasure you all. Oh, buddy, give me a hug. Oh. Oh, thanks, huh? That was beautiful, man. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it's a nice, um, it's a nice sentiment, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a nice way to end the podcast. <laughs> oh, you squeezed it out of me today, haven't you, mate? <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks everyone. Mm. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for your ears and thanks for your time. Keep grateful hearts and open minds. Perfect. That'll do, won't it? Thanks everyone. Thanks very much, buddy. It is funny.